You're listening to listening to QSJ Radio. Hashtag us at QSJ Radio. Big shout out to everybody listening in. Tune in to QSJRadio.com, home of the unsigned artists. And uh, literally a few seconds ago, uh, we're, we're over here wondering what's going on with QSJ. A lot of people have wondered, oh, do you go live anymore? Or is there things going on in your life that we should know about? You know, you got, you got all these strange questions coming on from, you know, all different sizes and shapes of areas in, in life or whatever like that, right? So, no, we have uh, gone away from asking artists to come on the show and now managed artists are starting to come on the show and ask to, you know, get interviewed. They have have find, you know, just just they, they have found really good talents in themselves to go ahead and and and, and move forward. Um, we started it last week with the young old heads, and congratulations to them for changing our format a little bit. But you know we we, we want to really go ahead and 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 move forward, all right. Now we're not gonna move forward to the point where we're not gonna play these unsigned artists anymore. What we're gonna move forward to are playing artists that are very serious about their work, about their craft, and not just hop on the studio or on a microphone the night of or night before and say, hey, I'm a superstar. No, we're talking to people who have really done this. Now, a lot of months are in stuff and a lot of uh, things that are, you know, awarenesses and all that stuff. Well, QSJ has always been about helping the unsigned artists move on from being unsigned. And now our focus for the next three months, we'll, we'll gather up artists, we'll gather up book writers, authors of, of different types of uh, music productions and producers. We're having a whole format where it's going to help the unsigned. Now, most of our fans are fans of the unsigned and unsigned artists forgets about us, but the podcast is there for that. But today, we're going to focus on another artist. And this artist has been doing his thing for a long time. And not only that, it's just this guy has been doing his thing. It's it's so crazy. Right out of the gate, with his freshman release in 2000, Special Ed and the Musically Challenged, Ed Roman defined his paradigm with inventive, infectious tunes that shook one's moral marrow and stirred the spirit. So basically, for those who don't understand, it kind of got within you, his kind of music. This guy is unique. Three follow-up releases with CEMC continue to mesmerize and astonish with music that both kissed and prodded Seduced and challenged, hypnotized and enlightened. In May 2011, Ed released his solo venture, Oracles and Ice Cream. And he has never looked back. It has it's 22 tracks that are amazing. Full of all this stuff and songwriter 
abilities that Ed Roman brings to you. He's been featured in a lot of different kind of charts. We're going to get into that. And we're going to get into, you know, why he does this, what really makes him do it. But before we do that, we're going to introduce you guys to a song. I, you might really think it's, you know, uh, Christian music or because of the title, but this one is called I Found God. Now, I, I remember a time where artists were afraid to put God in a title or even in a song. And now it, it's, it's just... Is just something widely used, but the reference is always different to what is or what is not God. Hopefully, by the time the song is at its ending, we can get Ed Roman on and we can talk about, you know, I found God, his new release, and how he feels about what's going on now with him and his career moving forward. I want to really give a big shout out to everybody who's really taking time. To listen to QSJRadio.com, home of unsigned artists, we're here. We're now. You are listening to the QSJ Radio Look into the sky, look into the eye, the bluest I've ever seen. Be careful how you tread, or at least that's what should be said. I found God, you're standing on it. At night it likes to sleep, in the day we give no ease. The beauty's so extreme. There's only one condition, it's of your own volition. Hey, hey, I found God. Space, it seems just like a dream. Gather up your karma and throw away the dogma. Cause I found God, you're standing on it. Inside a frozen lake, there is no mistake. Come purify us, please. The seas they are a calling, the trees they are a falling. Hey, hey, I found God.
subtle clues I feel it's all come clean It came upon a vision I'll leave you my admission that Hey, I found Ladies, ladies, he's mine. Give, give, give it, it to me, traffic. traffic. Shout out to everybody listening in. Tune in to QSJRadio.com, home of the unsigned artists. We got Ed Roman coming on. And uh, if you guys want to do me a favor, Ed Roman, we're going to hashtag him today, okay? Hashtag Ed Roman. And if you guys want more information on Ed Roman, tour date, stuff like that, we got him coming up soon and, and things like that. Yeah, but you know, it's just 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 a little talking and stuff like that. We got we got, um, you know, just 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 understand like uh, the guy is a very talented. You know, just go ahead, download videos, whatever. He's been doing it for a very long time. I believe I got him on the air right now. Is this Ed Roman? Ed Roman? Hello, anybody there? All right, I got difficulties here. Shout out to everybody listening. I, I think I do have him. Hold on. Is this Ed Roman online? I'm here. Are you there? Yes, I can hear you. How are you doing? Good. Is that Dave? Yes, this is Dave from QSA Radio. How are you? Are live? And uh, first things first, welcome to the show. Serious. Thank you. It's good to be on uh, QSJ Radio, man. It's an amazing feeling to have such a talented persona on the air, and especially somebody who, you know, can enlighten those who are trying to take their music serious. Not only that, uh, letters from high latitudes. You're coming out with so many songs, so much music, so many things going on. I want to know... Uh, you know where where does all this come from? Oh, that's a great question, Dave. Uh, you know, I, I always think of artists and and people that are writers, poets, dancers, painters, sculptors. We're conduits for everything that already is. In other words, the yeah. the, the sort of mass consciousness of things, the, the way that we live our lives, the experiences that we have with people. Uh, they're all part of our, you know, hard drive. It's always being filled, and art is the is the you know cachet full. Uh, here comes, and and you, you summate these ideas in concepts, whether they be you know lyric or melody, and 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 they're they're all based on emo- on emotion, you know, because as human beings we 
we react to things because they're either really beautiful and positive and and either they're, or they're really negative and and they're they're difficult to deal with and, and you know yeah. music has you know two two types of chords there's major chords and minor chords and many versions of oh, those yeah. types of of chords and even in in the uh, in the artistic world if you you know go to a theater and you, you see art or the theater is represented by the happy and the sad face Yes. So those two elements brought together uh, induce, you know, the, the the channeling for like, okay, this is this is where it comes from. Herbie Hancock once said, "The definition of an artist is one who has the ability to fuse their life with the rhythm of the times," and mm-hmm. and that's that's what I'm just trying to do. I'm tr- and and I I I, I, do, I never try to like put up. Uh, a method to to what I'm doing. That's one of the things that I've found as part of the, my beautiful conundrum as an artist is that people don't know how to pinpoint me because from my records, the last record I did even was a 22-song album, Oracles and Ice Cream, just before I released yeah. Letters from High Latitude, and it features gypsy music, jazz music, progressive music, folk music, funk music, spoken word. There's country music on it. There's a whole... Array of stuff, and that's the way I approach the writing. The writing for me is 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 like okay, well, this you know I follow a, a melody idea when it comes in its little blurps and and blips, and provided you know even lyrically, you follow those initial boom you know moments of epiphany, things will start to show themselves to you because they're already in there. And and that's that's really where I think all all art comes from, good art, because it's 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 part of the living process. It's it's not just you know we we all want to make a living from it. We all want to you know do yeah. what we do and say, well, hey, I can pay my bills. But I started off doing this because I had to. I, it was out of necessity. It was something I, I was, really was wanted. It, was it uh, when you mean you had to? Was it uh, like? Uh, and for those just tuning in right now, I, I have uh, the the <laughs> the super talented Ed Roman on air right now with us. We're talking about how or where everything came from within the music and, and stuff like that. Now, when, when you would when you talk about oh, you know, I I really had to unnecessary. You know, I feel like it was saving you or something. Am, am I crazy for saying something? No. <laughs> You, your third eye is well attuned, my friend, because <laughs> I think a lot of art and, and where people gravitate to um, in the art world is because of that. It's therapeutical for yourself. For me, uh, academically, I struggled a lot because I was a dyslexic. Okay. So reading and writing were <laughs> like a nightmare, especially in grade school. You know, high school is a little bit easier, but then... I, I also got exposure to music and instruments and playing and hanging out with other people that wanted to play. But my mom, at a very early age, recognized that, you know, hand-in-hand, aside from your struggling reading, that the the self-esteem aspect of the learning disability really plays into it. So we had this old guitar. It was, like, from the world-famous knapsack company. It was, like, a travel oh, guitar about wow. years ago in the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the 60s. And she gave, she gave me that. And, and she, she knew that, and, and along with this old piano that was, like, in the front hall of our, our house, like, where like the, our hall cupboard was, um, that, those two things helped me from a very early age feel confident 
and be able to use words and, and a vocabulary that I, I knew I had to be able to create little songs and stories. And when I realized that people were enjoying it and, you know, you could break up an argument in the kitchen <laughs> because you're standing on a little bench and singing, you know, a song you wrote, those kinds of things made me realize how, how potent that it could be. And, and, and also growing up at a time where music and culturally it seemed to have, like, a no-holds-barred attitude as far as the way that the that people absorbed it, not just musicians themselves. I remember coming home, and it was like I was 10, and, and my grandmother, my dad, and my sisters were crying in the kitchen, and I came home from school because they were old, and I was like, what happened? I thought, like, my uncle died or something happened, right? And it was John Lennon was shot and killed. And, and, and for me, it was like, whoa. And I remember turning on the TV, watching the news, and, like, young, old, black, white, it didn't matter who it was for their morning in this candlelight vigil thing in the evening that went on that night. And I was, like, I was like you know, mortified because I remember growing up listening to the Beatles as a young kid. Like, even when I was, like, six, my grandmother gave me money to buy a record, and the first record I bought was a Beatles record. But the, those those moments impacting, realizing that, it, 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 that that those cultural icons, and I call them that because they are to me, uh, have greater impact emotionally and and psychologically than than just buying their records and feeling good dancing in the kitchen while cooking yeah. dinner. So so I, I, I for, that's why for me it was it became like a religious experience you know and or like a, a religion and a theology yeah, because I well, while going through you know I won the music award in my high school then I went on a college and I studied jazz performance I got into a lot of different composers and 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 musicians that I really looked up to like Mingus and Miles Davis and a whole wild group of people that took me out of a different genre of listening to music, which was funk and rock and R&B and all that stuff that came out of the 60s and 70s yeah. into a whole other uh, genre. So that's even why a lot of my music has those elements in it, because it's, to me, also, the melody is something that's so integral in music, and I, and I crave a good melody as well as a good story, so... I'm, I'm, I, for me, you're right. You were right on the money. You hit it like <laughs> square on the head. It was, it was, it was. Is you it, know, I mean, it's, 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 you know, you, you could call it a third eye, but it, it seems like you know when people try, and, and it's just to to make me to try. You know, they try, but it, for 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 you, it's not trying. It is, you know, and and and. It, you hear you hear it in in the streams and in the things, but you know you started off. I I I do believe songwriting was your thing. I and then all of a sudden the vocals and the instruments. Yeah, now you're a guitarist. You're I'm a uh, bass player. I'm a bass player by trade. So so you, st you go in there and then you go into the guitar now. When you were young, was it the, was it the thing to Try to get on a band or, or just jam with uh, other other uh, musicians. <laughs> it was it was a multitude of stuff between the competitive stuff you had going on just between buddies in school. So like, you know, I had this one buddy of mine, Jeff Hanlon. We would he'd go home 
and he'd learn, you know, 12 extra bars of the tune from the record that I hadn't. And then I'd come in the next day, and he'd be like, see? And then I'd go home, learn the 12 bars that he did, plus another, you know, 20, just to say, when I came in the day. So it was this competition, and then that was healthy because it pushed you to be a better musician every night, aside from, you know, doing your homework and everything else. Yeah. You know, I'd be up till like, midnight with my mom banging on the door, going, go to bed, go to bed. Because it was something that it was, you know, it was like being on a good team, like a ball team or something. You wanted to practice, you wanted to get better, you wanted to win the trophy. And those are the personal rewards that you get on those levels for, for getting better at what you do. But then on the same level, it was bands, like the, the competition and the rivalry between other bands, whether it be, you know, Sadie's Hawkins dances, winter carnival, spring fairs, spring, fall fairs. Uh, summer shows, you were always trying to one-up each other, uh, you know, by whether you'd learn a tune that they didn't or you'd do something in your show that they that they didn't do or that you'd have more people come to support you than they did. It was all wow. healthy co- competition. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about healthy competition. For some reason, I will uh, I will always have the feeling that somebody's trying to uh, hate on me or or, or I'm trying to go uh, past that. I mean, I don't know. But if it was healthy, okay, that's good. I mean, did, did it build you guys to to? I mean, are you still friends now? Would you see that, or or is there still healthy competition going on? Oh no, man, I, we're, I'm friends with everybody that I've played with music in the past, and it's funny even now on the road with the band and some of the people that I'm playing with that back me up when we're doing what I do, they, like the drummer, Anthony Cook, he was in one of the rival bands that, you know, we were he, together when rival, we were kids. Right? He said rival Yeah, band so band. here we are playing together and we're on the road, we're in Austin, we're playing around Texas, like, and we're talking about it because we're, we're reminiscing on those days, but th- that, that, that side of it, you know, some people have the ego that it's like, you know, okay, well, I'm I'm the best this, I'm the best that. Everybody has something valid to offer, you know, when they're when they're good at what they do. That's what I loved even about like the 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 um recitals and the stuff that we had whether they were a battle of the bands or it didn't matter who was there to support who. The gym was full. Everybody got to show off what they did, whether it was somebody that was, you know, a concert violinist to a rock band to a funk band to... It didn't matter, and we were all there to support each other. But in our own minds, you know, that's what I, meant, I guess meant by healthy competition. We never held it against one another, but it definitely pushed you to, to be yeah. better. Even when I got to college, you know, it was like, well, so-and-so did this at their at their recital, and... You know, you'd go home and and want to learn that piece because you heard about it, and that would push you because you'd think, well, next time recital comes up, I might do something like that, but even better. It's it's all it's it it, it just you know even even like uh, playing with other musicians that you've never played with. I remember I got a call to the gig with two of my teachers from college, and, and I was I was really nervous. And, and and I realized, and I was like, uh, Brian Dickinson, who's my theory teacher, he sat me down, he just goes, look, man, we're just here playing. Don't think that I'm your teacher. Don't think that, you know, I'm here to one-up you or anything. We're just here playing, and we've got three nights, so let's just enjoy. And he wanted to sit around and talk about scotch and fishing gotcha. more than, than anything else. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, once that's out of the bag, it's like, all right, it's, 
everything's cool, right? So everybody listening in, we're 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 on the air right now with Ed Roman, and uh, uh, we we talked about uh, where where the music comes from. Of course, it, it takes a lot of the history. Then we talked about why it was a, it was a have to instead of a have to. It was it, it was a need. It was a want. And we talked about his his progression. Um, and 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 even though we talked about how it was friendly competition, it kind of is like that when you're. And uh, I guess pushing towards industry lifestyle, like you're always um, taking those who you played with uh, as competition and 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 spreading it on. And, and you probably have learned that through the years. Now, when when we talked about the what what it was to be saving you, and and you had um, dyslexia, and then all this other stuff. What was it for? Because I I know I know people do this, but was it intentional to start with special ed as your as your uh, as your stage name? <laughs> <laughs> well, it came once again a negative into a positive because yes. of the dyslexia. I was in special class, oh, okay. so I I had the the the. the you know, moniker of special ed, mm. as my name is Ed Roman. So the the band, the, even the projects, the two albums that we put out, Special Ed and the Musically Challenged, the the the, the title of the of those the, and the band of those albums was that because we were pushing ourselves musically, we were pushing our audience listening wise musically. You know, and it was once again, you know, the songs that I was writing in these formal sort of rock and funk arrangements that, that you know, worked just because we were being us. And, and, and you know, music has is always an envelope for, for allowing yourself to be somebody else. And, and, and that's one of the other things that, you know, it allowed me to step outside of the box and and dyslexia, you know, you mentioned it before, and I was talking about it. But as much as people told me that it was a problem, it was a friend of mine much later on that had said to me, "You know, Ed, you got a great vocabulary, and you know, you read a lot, and you know about a lot of different things. But I don't see you having a problem. Yeah. The problem is is in your is your own mind. And when I started to think that, what I realized is that, and if there are any dyslexics listening or other people that have those kinds of learning issues, don't ever look at it as a problem because, in a way, your brain is naturally teaching you to think and look at things in a different way and remember them in a different way. So consequently, a lot of dyslexics have photographic memories. For me, that's a good thing if I'm trying to remember lyrics. And I'm, and you know, hundreds of lines of things that I'm trying to say. It it helps me think outside of the box to remember that kind of stuff. So I, I you know, as much as a system, quote unquote, you know, says they're not learning the right way, being also a, 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 te- a teacher for 25 years, I, I know that nobody learns the same way. They don't learn the same speed. Some are quicker. Some are slower. That's fine. It doesn't make it any worse. Or better, but the important thing is, is is the paying attention factor. And because, as a dyslexic, you have to read things three times through. Because first time you're having trouble with the words, yeah. the second time you're putting everything together, but the third time your cognitive skills, the way that you're actually retaining the information, kicks in. 
So you've kind of done what somebody else may have only done once three times. And because of that, your brain gets it three times. So you, you, you're, you're, you're bombarded with the information differently, but slower because you're, 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 the way that you read it is difficult, right? Yeah. Big shout out to everybody listening. Tune in to QSJRadio.com. We're here on the line with Ed Roman. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about so much, so much that it, it, it's getting to me. Like I'm, I'm like bugging out right now because you know, it, it's one thing when someone has, um, a problem and dwells on it and then finds that way to like get out of it, make a negative into a positive uh, as Ed is saying here. And we talked about his first stage name, Special Ed. Now, the reason I brought that up is because if you guys want to see his uh, videos, youtube.com forward slash Special Ed Roman. You know, he, he, he really entitles himself to go on there. You see some beautiful music, people. This is not something where you're going in there and you're like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Um, you know, and we'll get into all that in a minute. Now, let's focus until now. You had an amazing year, okay? In 2014 till now, it's been kind of nonstop for you. Um, you know, all over the place, artists, awards, AM, FM, people playing you craziness. And then to top it all off, then I find out you're Canadian. You know, <laughs> I'm like all this from a Canadian, like, like now the reason I say that is where do you find your most of your fan base at being from Canada, the United States and Malaysia, China, Europe, uh, all over the world. That's the beauty of the internet is that you're not just limited to a small demographic. I mean. I have a lot of support in my hometown and the people that come out to watch me play, whether it's at the fair or the Legion or whatever I'm doing here. And it's great because you know, my reputation is there and it makes me feel good. But I, I'm happy to be working in the U.S. right now. I'm really, uh, what, you know, without sounding like I'm being crass to Canadians, and, and one of the, the things that, that I've realized more and more traveling the U.S. and playing is that there are so many amazing people in the U.S. And okay. the, the, the enthusiasm for a music culture is very different than it is in Canada. One of the things is demographics, just because of the size of the country, the spaces between towns and cities. Yeah. Whereas, like in Canada, there's a huge distance between major cities and not a lot of venues to play in in, in smaller towns. So because of that, you have a more of an avid-going culture of people that still are out two or three, maybe even four nights a week supporting local music, yeah. bigger shows that are coming into town. Because of that, I'm, I'm excited. As you mentioned, this last year has been like a roller coaster ride from traveling all over the U.S. and winning different awards and all the radio play, magazine stuff, TV, radio. It's been, it's been what I would have hoped to have happened in Canada. But like I said, Canada is a very, they're wonderful people. We, we, we are open-armed to many things there, but we are very clo we're very closed and, and extremely conservative when it comes to the outside way of thinking. And unless it's on a doormat and being sold at a local variety store or it's being at, you know, it's at the Enormo Dome, People don't really latch on to things the way that they used to 25 and 30 years ago. I kind of also chalk it up to technology, 
there's a lot of things that have made it easy for people to stay home and not participate in those kinds yeah, of things. So, true. so for me, that that also I have to r- remind myself of that. I mean, even Randy Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive and and the guess who he he's doing commercials for the CBC here in Canada saying. You know, don't go out. Log on to webcams that are here at the CBC, and di- and yeah, I mean it's I weird mean, because because yeah, you sit there and you can do everything, but you know it's not what a, a, an artist needs. You know, unless unless you you sit down there and have the venue webcamming. You know, did you see right? Him? Or you're doing like a studio session, and it's like live from the studio, or you know, this is what happened at the recording session, but. You know, as a performer, you also want to relate to the people in front of you. There's this energy exchange that goes on. It's like an electric temple or cathedral of music, you know, like, so to not want to, you know, participate in it for me, because I love music, is strange, because that's one of the early things for me, concerts, that I remember when I was really young going, whoa, you know, like, what is this? This is, I can't believe the volume and the way that people are acting and all of that. It was just like a circus, you know, and, and it made it right. So to not participate in it is really weird. I want to give a shout out to everybody listening in. It's Ed Roman on the line with now, if you didn't know. You can follow him on, on Twitter at Special Ed Roman, on Facebook at Ed Roman Music. And of course, I mentioned the YouTube earlier, uh, special Ed Roman. Now, wh- when you see this transformation of social life, I you got on. It's got to be crazy for you. And and I know we just mentioned it. Now, there's a lot of stuff that you can do from home, and and that's the artist view. But this connection to people. Um, is it still there? Does it still exist? Or do you feel like if I unfriended you right now, you'll never talk to me again? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm getting a pretty hip vibe from you, so I hope we would talk again uh, without having cool. to be friends on social media. But, you know, it's it, it's like... <laughs> that's one of the things for me, it, like you just said, which is beautiful, Dave, is connecting with people and talking on a one-to-one level outside of the box because those are also part of the things that fuel you, you know, in your subconscious and, and also, you know, your conscious mind that's thinking about certain... You might scroll through the news feeds and the Twitter feeds or whatever and see certain things, share them, might share an anecdote with somebody else. But that other, you know, street reaction conversation that that I remember from 20-some-odd years ago or even before the Internet exists, has so much more potency for me as a person as, the, as far as the things that you remember. Even in the half-an-hour coffee break or lunch break, yeah. chit-chatting with people about politics or sociopolitical things, you're, you're geared up about it without needing the tool of social media or the machine in front of you just because of the experience. Um, one of the the things that uh, we're we're doing, I'm literally leaving for Jamaica tomorrow to shoot a video for Jamaica, the the, the tune on Letters from High Latitudes. And the reason I keep going back there, for a number of reasons, one, Bob Marley, you know, he's from St. Anne's, uh, then, you know, there's Peter Cox. Are you going to be there at 420? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and and the rum, man, and the beaches and the people. And okay. We also do a lot of hum humanitarian work there. We send barrels of food and clothing. Okay, and, outstanding. Uh, stuff for kids in school. Uh, we work with the African Zionist Church there. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but that place made me re-realize stepping outside of the boundary of what I'm going to call Babylon. Mm. Because it, 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 there, every Jamaican has a cell phone. Every every like whether it's a, a you know a BlackBerry or an iPhone or, or Samsung or some kind of a device, but they may not have running water or a toilet seat or enough food every week or all the things that we on a, on a baseline level take for granted. But and the thing though that is magical and potent about the culture is that you still have that street potency conversation going on everywhere, whether it's on a table, people playing dominoes, you're standing outside of a cantina having a red stripe, there's 12 or 14, 20 people standing around talking. I've had those kind of meaningful conversations with people from Kingston District 3 all the way up to Nine Mile up in St. Mary's, or St. Anne's, excuse me, St. Mary's, you know, St. Anne's. So the point is, is that I, I get electrified by those moments, and they fuel me. The reason that I even wrote the song Jamaica is because of those moments, those ones that I remember with people. And, you know, it, the, the other thing is that information for me, and I think to most people in this day and age, is, is worth more than gold. So because I, I come from a, a large background of farmers, many generations of farmers and cattlemen, uh, I'm always talking about food and agriculture. My wife and I grow a very large garden. We we grow a lot of food. We preserve a lot of food. We save a lot of money because of it. And when I'm there, and I'm talking to like a buddy of mine, Woody in Dressicky, who knew nothing about what Monsanto was or Cargill and the outcome of the, you know why well, was wondering why I was trying to save my corn seeds and they wouldn't germinate. And when I had to explain to him that there's actually a suicide gene in the patent for the seeds that they're being given by RADA, which is the national sponsored food or uh, seed bank that's there, which was started by Monsanto, they have this horrified, shocked look on their face. And it's not like, you know, it, I've ruined their day, but the realization of the information I know is going to not only carry into him, but hundreds of people that he meets that are farmers that can stop that from happening. So for for me, it's it's it re, has reinvigorated me in the in the experience of not only that, but also th this whole white culture system of being afraid to interact with people like that. Like most of the people said, you don't go to Kingston, man. You don't go to Kingston. Even some Jamaicans said, you don't go to Kingston. What did I do? I went to Kingston. I had my acoustic guitar. I was playing on a street corner. <laughs> I had like a 200 people standing around. I was singing Bob Marley tunes. I was singing my own tunes. But I, I felt more alive and unafraid and, and met so many people because of it that uh, every time people are like, what did you do? I can't believe it. Why? What are you afraid of? And, and, and then it made me realize it's not just the island of Jamaica and Kingston and District. It's everywhere where people have this. We're talking about social connections yes. and the way that people connect. So once again, it's like, well, we have this hovercraft, bubble wrap, helicopter parent mentality when it comes to kids. Yes. Meanwhile, when we were kids, I was almost kidnapped. Uh, this <laughs> wow. situation happened. The next day, the police came to the house, two detectives. 
They took a report. They filed a report. They listened to my story. The very next night, man, I'm out and I'm playing hockey. My mom's like, you're not going to let this be, you know, ruin yeah, your life. Yeah, anyway. exactly. You wouldn't want it to be the end of you. Like, I don't trust anybody or anything like right. that. Like, you just go right back in there. I remember one time, I'm, I, you know, I'm from the Bronx. So, you know, I was the kid that was different. So, you know, they beat up different kids. And <laughs> I went and I had to go, you better go outside. What are you talking about? They're waiting for me. No, you're going to go outside and you're going to have the heart to go and live. You know, a lot, a lot of, you know, big shout out to that. Big shout out to my man, Ed Roman. <laughs> He's over here bugging. Well, you know what? And also the community, too, was, for me, even in our neighborhood, okay, if I wasn't close enough to home, I was close enough to somebody because yes. we all knew each other. Hundreds of people all knew each other. We knew where we were when we were playing hide-and-seek at night or ball or whatever it was. You knew that you could call anybody's house where we were, and somebody would say they're at the park, they're at the uh, old barn, they're at the whatever it was. There was always that connection point. So the community was also paying attention to what was going on. You know, just like with kids today, even like you walk into a grocery store and you smile at a little kid or something, and the parent looks at you like you're some kind of a freak. Yeah. You're just happy to see the kid. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we can't live our lives in fear, you know? Shout out to everybody listening in. Tune in to QSJRadio.com. I got Ed Roman in the building. We're talking uh, life, connections, stuff like that is music. Uh, if you guys want to right now, available on iTunes is Letters from High Latitudes. I know there's future products coming up right now. You can find that link right now on EdRoman.net. You will also post it on QSJRadio.com. It's a, it's a, it's it's an amazing thing going on here now. I I know you're going to Jamaica. You talked about going to Jamaica tomorrow. At, well, tonight I think you said, and go chill there, and you know go do your 420 thing, and, and of course give back and 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 all that stuff. Now I I also have available here a song. I I, I played first. I played. I found God. We're, we'll get into that. In a minute, because that that song right there, I think, kind of saved a lot of me when I first heard it. Now, Coming My Way, what was this song about? What made you want to write this song? That song was a, 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 a pop, thank you, by the way, on the accolades for the other tune. Um, it, it was a pop-out tune the night before a studio session. And I, I'm never opposed to, you know, following something when it seems exciting and in the moment and it's happening now. And that tune kind of came out about six hours before the session happened. Wow. And I had planned to, to do something completely different. But, you know, everybody's, you know, because I write complex music sometimes, people are like, well, why do you just write a simple tune? Or my wife will come in and I'm doing something complicated on the bass, the guitar, and she'll go, write something simple again, eh? You know, like kidding with me. And the, the the song really came from out of this Dylan-esque mantra and this vibe of, uh, you know, and what I mean by the mantra is this, this coming my way because it has this repeating refrain that's going through it over and over again. It, it's a personal journey song for me. Um, as an artist, you're always struggling and you're looking for connections and you're looking for little cracks and doors as they open and trying to find those well-lit rooms to see what you can do and what can be offered and what you can offer. 
So it, it was me telling myself, you know, keep working at what you're doing and you love what you're doing and eventually it will come to you because you've been working at it. It's like a calling. You're calling for it. I'm loving and, this. And, I'm loving this, man. <laughs> and, and then all... And all the things too that, like, even in the in the core in the bridge, are the things that we carry with us. Are they are they healing us? Are they they helping us in any way? Should we release them? Because there's no point in hanging on to that that garbage and that crap. You can't change what happened to you. You can recognize it, but you have to keep moving forward. This one right here is Ed Roman coming my way. I'm gonna put you on hold real quick. All right, Ed. All good, Dave. I've been looking for a good time I've been looking every day I've been waiting for the sunshine It's been coming my way And oh, oh, oh It's been coming my way I've been dancing at a hold down Loved it to the fight with foe been sipping on the moonshine I've been telling dirty jokes and oh, oh, oh it's been coming my
to listening to QSJ Radio. Hashtag us at QSJ Radio. We are live here on QSJRadio.com. That was Ed Roman with Coming My Way. Video, an acoustic version, is available on YouTube. Make sure you follow him on YouTube. That is Special Ed Roman, which I know at one time is just, just don't, don't ask, okay? If you wasn't listening, it's okay. Ed Roman understands. I understand. The Canadians understand. I mean, we're here, okay? Um, it, it, It's so crazy how six hours before recording this song, it becomes like <laughs> I'm, I'm bugging out over here. Okay, <laughs> everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm listening to uh, coming my way. I'm I'm going bananas, and I'm understanding the deepness of this song. I don't, you know, and and even though you had your own kind of explanation, it, it was what well, it was what you brought towards you. Like that's how the concept I brought to you. This, this is what is coming. Yeah, what, well, anyways? I don't want to get into that. Big shout out to everybody listening in. I got my man Ed Roman in the building. All right, he got videos, um, and he's currently on starting a summer tour. As I see this, uh, going to Louisiana, Tennessee, uh, back up north to Montana, and then going to a PA. You really love the states, don't you? They love me, so <laughs> I, I go. I go where I'm embraced. I'm embraced. <laughs> I mean that's good. I love I love T-shirts. So just you know, let me know. You know, I'll. Say. Well, hey, you know what? I'm going to send you the T-shirt once they're once they're fresh off the press. I've got a whole bunch of new ones ready to go because of the new record. And it, I'm going to send you one. I got one that's perfect for you. It just says I found God on one side. On the other side, it says you're standing on it. I love that song. I love that song. Now, now talking about the new record, and I know right now you're pushing. Um, uh, letters from high latitudes like i i told you guys available on itunes amazon um the new project and you know with a new project coming on and if you're doing this so many years what what do you i mean do you have any emotions left like usually like if if i if you get what i'm saying like i i yeah i got i got a heartbreak song i got one of this song i got you know my friends call it baby mama drama songs i got those <laughs> and i got those personally but anyway it's like like you know like do you have any emotions left or you know where you know like how do you keep going Every day, man, I am driven by humor. Always levity, man. Levity, even in the in the most like like darkest of situations. I, I sometimes find that that's where you can be most potent. You know, it, despite that people tend to stay away from the things that are difficult. You know, somebody once my Jack guy I work with, producer, engineer friend of mine, I've been working with him since I was sixteen. He said, when you're uncomfortable. It means you're learning something. And and like I said before, there's so many different emotions. You can dialectically break it down into, you know, love and hate. But ultimately, I'm trying to look for that love button, man. I'm trying to always talk about our relationships to one another, whether they be racial, they be religion, they be, you know, even the divide that exists today with people that want to live their lives certain ways, yeah. you know, and, and the radical behavior 
against it, like it becomes character assassination because we've chosen to do or not do certain things that other people would say, well, why not? And you, there's there's a multitude of different things that 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 concur with whether it's education or vaccinations, pharmacological stuff, food. There's a, a political stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to point that out even with the new project that's coming up. It's going to be called Red Omen, Ed Roman. So it's it's an anagram of my own name, but the message wow. in there, the message in there is love talking to people. It's love telling people that I, the ra- the radical is love. That is the messenger. The messenger is love, and it's radical. It's radical to love your, your enemy. It's radical to love the person you don't understand. It's a radical thing to reach out to somebody that's pushing you away. And, and inside of that experience, that that potency of it, the, the fear of it, which should drive you to the mechanism of love, inside of it. That's what I'm trying to do with all of this new material that's coming out right now. Um, and I'm and then summating it, you know, starting a recording process. When I get back from Jamaica, uh, Gus Musicians, I'll be recording a bunch of it myself. Uh, I'm just, I'm happy to be, you know, th- th- that's a great question, Dave, because where, where does it keep coming from? You yeah. know, provided I'm still breathing and above ground, it's not going to ever stop. You know, I get I get frustrated in loops just like everybody else, but I I I'm always using trying to use my vehicle, um, in in whatever way that I can. And in some cases, it's it's stepping away from what that is for me. It's music. People are like, well, how come you're not listening to music all the time? How come you're not, you know, uh, like talking about this artist or you're you're you don't have records or CDs or you're not listening to your, your well because if I'm inundated with it. Sometimes, as a writer and as a musician, it's overload. That's why I, I garden. That's why I love camping. I love hiking. I love being with my dog. I, I, this summer, my wife and I have talked about taking up fencing. In those fencing. moments... Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know it sounds kind of radical. <laughs> it, it's okay. It appeals to the old... It's okay. <laughs> I did it when I was high school. In high school, I, I loved it, man. It was wicked, especially in the halls after school, freaking out the teachers. But the, the when I'm in, in those modes, if I'm working in the garden for two or three hours, my head clears. And all of a sudden, all of those things that I've been thinking start to come up, even if I'm whistling something. It, it can be something as simple as like, okay, it's Sunday, I'm going to work on cleaning the house today. And you're, you're you know, vacuuming or you're mopping up or you're doing whatever you're doing and you're whistling. And it becomes this repetitiousness. It almost starts to drive you crazy. Like, why am I singing this song over and over again? Why? And for me, it's those little things that I follow that be- then become music, the aftermath of those little infectious moments. So I like having those zero zones of of non-musical environment. It helps me calibrate what I want to say or what I want to play or how I, how I want to say it. All of those things are really important and it didn't be, to be bombarded continually. Some people are, need to be that way. That's fine. For me, it's, it's, it's different. I need to have those spaces because I'm with my instrument so often the last thing I want to do at the end of the night at 2 in the morning if I'm coming home from a show is listen to music. You know, I'm listening to talk radio most of the time. 
I love talk radio. <laughs> Me too. Is it? I I I really do believe that talk radio. You will know more about humans than you will ever know in 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 the cell, <laughs> in in <laughs> cell systems or biology class. I'm sorry, people. Like you will know some weird people, but everybody is weird, right? So that's right. Ed Omen coming out. Red Omen. Uh, uh, taking the R from the last name, adding the test to the front, and then it, it's so crazy. This designs of 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 the, the album covers to album names and and all this stuff is when you create records. Is there a story? Is that a book, or is a song a book or a chapter? You know, people always theme their their records what what are your what are your themes or do you just put stuff together and put it out there they, they, I, I man that is a great question again i um it's it, it's definitely something that starts to show itself in the process like as as the songs start to come out and the stories are there you know and you write you might i'm always writing so there's a bulk of material but there's always a grouping of them that seems like you know when you play them they 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 they, they want to be together in that photo album like it's a, it's a moment in time and because i i'm i'm reactionary in terms of the way that i write a lot of the music you know in that moment of the 6 month or 10 month writing span is already starting to lend itself emotionally to a certain year of life of living to me they're like tree rings you know when you when a tree is cut down and you can see those hey lots of water this year you know or it was a dry year not such a big ring all those kinds of things tend to 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 me illustrate how the record unfolds sometimes it takes a, a longer period of time before the last special light in the musically challenged record that i did it was like five years but in that process i had moved to a different town i was teaching at a different location. There were so many other, but I was still writing. That's why the last album before Letters, Oracles and Ice Cream, was 22 songs. It was a double album that I released. So it was a lot of material, and some of the material that I had written even back then still hasn't made it to record. Um, and there's stuff I've recorded that's studio mixed and mastered that nobody's ever heard, that maybe at one point in time I might go, hey, you know that tune from blah, 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 Let's grab that because it would fit really well with these 10 or 12 songs. And all of a sudden, then, then they start to piece themselves. Once you've got that all figured out, well, how is it going to unfold? How, you know, and for me, what I like to do is put the, the, or the, uh, the song titles, and usually somebody that's been working on it, like Michael Jack, who I work with all the time, I'll say, I, you know, you come up with the order. Tell me as the listener how you think it should unfold. I even had that out uh, for a while on, on my social networking. Here's the na just the names of the songs. If nobody had heard any of the material yet, unless they'd come to a live show and I was playing some of the material earlier. Tell me what you think just by the name, the titles themselves, the way that you think. So I was trying to get multiple inputs. And uh, eventually, Mike and I had settled on something because it was a list he'd come up with. But we only really changed a few things. And when he pointed out to me, well, hey, here's the title of the record. It's a perspective from a higher latitude, a higher area, looking down at something else 
that's very busy and 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 so here's the here's the here's how it starts. I told you so. It's a socio political song talking about where your food comes from, how people consume it, uh, how they market it to you. It's political. It's talking about you know who's the next puppet behind the podium. All of those kinds of things. It's like you're you're in in the mass. And as the record progresses, you go further and further out away from the beautiful blue ball. I Found God ends up being the last track on the record because you're standing away from the insanity of the, 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 the merry-go-round, looking at the, the, the beautiful perspective. It's like the astronaut perspective where they're on the moon, you know, and, what, and they're looking. And it, it, despite that they're out there looking at this beautiful beauty, you come up really close and you know there's crazy sh- stuff going on between political stuff wars all over the world people fighting over food and water there's a multitude of, but really we all want the same thing there's a lot of things that are in place and we could go on and on about talking about control and the mechanism of control and all of those different kinds of things the reality of it is that's why those songs came out that way and 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 then you're you've you're you're floated away from the ball there's the beautiful blue lady spinning in front of you you know think about it you know in a different way think about it from that other latitude it's amazing it's amazing i want to give a shout to you ed roman for taking time to be with us i'm not trying to let you go i'm just so involved in this you know because Every every everything that I've heard from you, you know, we're talking about almost ten years of music, uh, or twenty years of music, or even farther than that. And to 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 have it on some recorded stuff, like, uh, and, and and sharing it with the world and holding it down. Now I know you spoke you and 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 your. Do, do you have children? I, that that that's just a really. Do you have children? <laughs> All my students are my children. My wife and I, we can't. My wife has a has a fiber stick. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's okay, my... but but I I am a fa- I'm a father and the um, super uncle to to many. And, it, and when when did you decide on teaching um, music? High school. That's when it is. I was in I was in grade. I was in grade, sorry, 11, and we had a really hip younger music teacher that helped me get ready for college. And in the process, he said, why don't you start teaching grade nines that are starting to learn to play the bass in all my grade nine classes? And that was my first, like, kind of music paid job. So I got 15 bucks for an hour for, for teaching the kids. And because I was um, an advanced music student, the way that my period worked out, it was that it was the right after lunch, but then I had a spare. So in that spare, before I had to go home, I would teach. And the school worked it out. So, you know, that, that I liked it because I also realized that every time I teach, I learn something new. I learn something from my students specifically because they're younger than I am. And... Two, I'm learning something from myself because, as I mentioned, nobody learns the same way. Because I also did music therapy for four years at the Pine River Institute, working with troubled kids and stuff, I realized that, you know, once again, music has has shown me that it, it, it extends further into the subconscious of people than I than I know 
and that whole experience of trying to figure out how somebody needs to learn what they want from it and what I can give to them or how I can assist them is is what made me a better teacher, and I got off on it. And because of it, other parents and other schools and other people gravitated to me, and I didn't even have any formal uh, teaching um, abilities. I didn't go to teacher's college or anything like that. I just started to do it. And I think it's because of my own personal experience as a student and the things that didn't work for me as, what, because of my disability. I started to realize that there's there's something fundamentally wrong with the way that people teach and the yeah. way that the education systems work. One of the biggest issues is that they, there is no tactical environment where you're using your body other than in gym class to uh, to do something that's productive. So the byproduct of it is something really has extreme potential. As far as I'm concerned, agriculture and greenhouse gardening or gardening in schools especially on the elementary level is crucial you should the kids should be gardening between nine and noon and the other half of the day is spent on academics because what happens in that time frame is your brain relaxes your your mind relaxes you're doing so you're not just boom the bell rings you're in class here's the information Suck it in as quick as you can. You've got to regurgitate it in a month and a half before holidays. That whole kind of thing doesn't help the way the kids learn and, and, and how you get them excited about learning because some of the things that happen in those tactical learning experiences are far more potent as, as far as the way that a person personally takes on the information so if you all of a sudden see the byproduct of your efforts because you've been growing carrots and lettuce and tomatoes and a bunch of other things or you're helping maintain the gardens of the school or cutting the lawn or you're doing arborist things, pruning trees, whatever the school has to offer, the school then becomes a part of the, that child. They've been putting themselves into it. It's not just an institution of building a brick house that we go to every day get scared shitless because of because if we don't learn this information correctly we're going to fail all of those things don't help in the education process one of the things that i'm lucky to have had is a rural life as a kid and parents and grandparents that got excited about those moments because we were busy and we were working all the time we had cattle and we had a huge garden i mean i'm talking two acres of a garden, vegetable garden, and like we're 1,500 acres of, of of cash crop farming stuff. They got they got excited about something as simple as a carrot because of its size, or a, 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 a potatoes because of how good they tasted, and the fact that we grew them ourselves. Those moments of elation shown to a young child at a very young age are so lifelong lasting it's not even funny and if you don't get them into those experiences outside in the bush walking around in the forest whatever it is and and it has to be daily you're not cultivating a healthy human being oh, and, and and that's why kids that's why kids gravitate to crap ed roman is sitting here making me view my life different uh, but that's what teachers do. 
That's what teachers do, right? They 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 make sure that you understand a different way of living. Sometimes you can't teach it to others and things like that. If you guys didn't understand what was going on, yes, I'm talking to an educator, but he's a musician, as he calls the show, Ed Roman. Right now, he has a new album, uh, Letters from the High uh, Latitudes. It's been out for a little bit, but it's really getting a lot of play uh, for the last year. It's available on iTunes and Amazon. Um, he's on Twitter at Special Ed Roman and on Facebook at uh, Ed Roman Music. Um, and of course, YouTube at Special Ed um, uh, Roman. Excuse me. Now, uh, we, we talked about so many things. So many things. And, and, and I want you guys, everybody who's tuning in and listening, is this is. You see that it's taken an emotion from here or an experience from here or away from here. And and, and you're, you'll find this in his music. This is not something that is just coming out because he's on the show. This is what you're going to find in his music. Things that will captivate. Things that will take you from wherever you are now and realize this is where you should be, I guess. And 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 if not, bring you back to reality. And, and and we talked about where it comes from, the emotions and things like that. What we didn't talk about is the history of his music and how ninety percent of every every single sound that you hear in these songs, in these records, are played by him. So if you want to ask if you can play the drums, I'm sure you could probably play the drums, okay? Uh, if you want to ask if he could play some strings, he's in there. He's going in. The guitarist, he's a, he's a bass by trade, a bassist by trade. He's been doing it for a very long time. We talked about years of the uh, John Lennon assassination because that's to music. It was, a, it was an assassination to music. All right, and it wasn't just because he got shot and he was an artist, and that's it. That no, he was out there. He was very outspoken person, and 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 and, and you know taking John Lennon. He had his influences on a lot what artists should do, um, especially the high profile person that he was. And you know it doesn't take far from what Ed Roman is doing here, heading out there to Jamaica. Uh, yeah, he'll bring the guitar, but he's also going to be helping out um, churches down there, giving back f- with food, and and, and, and and of course, he loves going back over there because the culture is so inviting. Um, and, you know, I, I'm telling you, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, we talked about also Red Omen, a new... Uh, new themed album it's gonna come out soon i'm sure we will get him back on the air to talk about that he's going on a summer tour he's going all over the place and stuff like that it's it's an amazing this this guy is crazy he's amazing now now we're we're, we we don't got a lot of time left i i I do want to cover something and 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 i'll let you know when 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 I see all this and I and and I see the 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 websites the videos the this the that um is is there a team behind you or is this all you and pushing forward 
Well, I always say to anybody, including you, Dave, we do it together. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed because I found somebody like Mike Stover, who you know introduced you to me, and vice versa. And uh, he is my 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 mantra man, my my work guy. He gets things done. He's a personality that knows how to talk to people in a way that I would speak to people. So he, when he represents me, just like Michael Jack, like I mentioned, another Michael in my life, um, <laughs> they, they, they are two people that I feel confident enough to say, well, what do you think? And because and, 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 I've been in other situations before with other people where you just got, you know, yeah, something's happening here, but it's not right. And uh, that that's a big part of it, and, you know, and the musicians that back me up, I play with. For years, it was Dave Patel and Michael Friedman, and as of lately, it's been Chris Taggart and Anthony Cook. It, all of everybody, you know, from the long hours of on the road, 30 hours to one, one direction or whatever you're doing, they're all part of it. They've all put in their time and energy, so we've done it together. I write the songs, the melodies, and the stories, but you know, I always look at it as as we've done something together. Even the people that support me, the fans, the people that have me on their shows, um, you know. And I also feel it's like there's aside from terrestrial radio, you know, the whole independent industry and independent radio and television and magazines is really like a beautiful new thing that, you know, despite the Internet's been around since 92, regardless, the last 15 years has brought about this really interesting, organic kind of nuance to the way people get information. Yeah. And it's just it's, it's exciting to, to be a part of it, you know. And it's like early television or radio, when radio lost all their big artists because they went to television. They're like, well, we're going to spin rock and roll. Well, <laughs> look what happened after that happened, right? Like, I mean, there's a whole cultural shock generation boom because of that. So we're really, you know, involved in something special here, man. And, it, you know, what's crazy is, that, is that I'm seeing this. If it wasn't for the Internet, I don't even know how. You know, It's crazy. Ed Roman's all over the place now. People, I'm telling you, it's crazy. It's crazy. We, views... Uh, attention, the fan base is everywhere, uh, internationally known, and you didn't have to do it with the label. Now, was that at one time a goal to be attached to or signed to a label? I think it is for everybody in some way. And for me, I've realized that, look, if in a label, a big label approached me tomorrow, and they would say, they, I know what they would say. They'd say, we want you working with this producer in this studio, with this agent, and da-da-da. And I'd be like, look, man, you know, if you want to work with me, I'd love you for it, and I'd be happy to do that. But look, these are the people that I work with. This is the studio I work out of, and this is the way we cut the records and, and the way we, we, we make it happen. If you want your share, that's fine. But the, the, I, I can't have... Like I said, I, I didn't start making art to craft it to make money. I started to do it because I had to. For me, it's like a lifelong mission and an epitaph scenario on a gravestone. 
you know, somebody said, once said to me at this party, we were all hanging around jamming, and we were in the kitchen. He goes, why don't you just write the big tune and make a shitload of money? And I looked at him and said, because I want to be on my deathbed, looking at the ceiling, going, I did it because I had to, not just because I wanted to make money. That, that's my noble pursuit. That's the only thing that I have as a human being on, a, on my moralistic level that I am so true to, other than my love for my wife and, and my friendships with my family and my friends, that means that much to me, that I'm willing to go to my grave to fight for it as an art form more than just make it a commodity. So for me, that's fine, you know, but the reason that you, if you like me, the reason you must like me is because of what I've been doing. So why all of a sudden do you want to change it? And so often I've seen that as a sideman or a hired gun or somebody in a studio for people where everything goes out the window and what happened to the artists? Now they're living in Los Angeles. They have no contact with the band anymore and it happens all the time. All the time. I, I, I don't like it, you know. And it's great, man, because you have an outstanding talent, and uh, I'm I'm really glad that I'm able to share it, and and we'll continue listening to, and paying attention to your travels, because I know that <laughs> at Jamaica, you, you know, you could you go ahead, love it. All day. As soon as you said Bob Marley, I said I know where he's going. But uh, it, it's all good. At the end of the day, every you know, it's it's, it's a special conversation that we had here, Ed, and I really appreciate you calling. You me. too, Dave. Right? And I hope you friend me on Facebook. I know I've, I've been sharing the stuff for the show tonight on, on all my social media. But I'm going to send you that shirt, man. Yeah, man. I'm be here. I'll be here. And I'll I'm going to send you. And I'm going to send you the uh, the special Ed CD. Uh, prize pack thing, which is the four CDs. Oh man! And when the new ones out, when the new ones out, it's coming your way too. So don't forget to give me your address and stuff when you oh, send it. We will. Do we will exchange? Thanks, Ed, for coming on. Anytime, Dave. My pleasure. All right. I'll talk to you soon. You have a good night, eh? You too. Coming. Now, and, and of course, we end it with the A. The, and if you guys didn't remember, he's Canadian, so the A came out. It was it was lovely, you know. <laughs> it had to, you know. Ed Roman, amazing man. It's been out for a while, long time. Did not lose track of time, like to stay in the times. As you see, that he's an educator, so he's dealing with all of our children all at the same time and over and over again and i and and i do believe that as an educator and still doing your passion and reaching out to those it, it, you really start to relive and relive and keep reliving for some reason this week for me it's been one of those things where you look back at these uh teachers educators or even volunteers that actually stay with our children our nieces or nephews our brothers and sisters they really just witness them growing while we think we know what's going on they actually do and they keep in contact with that and do not shed from their times now ed roman didn't call and 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 tell us that he hey i'm a teacher and i want to talk about the songs i make it, we're we're talking about the songs he makes. Um, we're gonna play two of them because they're just amazing songs, and we're gonna keep them on rotation here on QSJRadio.com. 
Um, one is called I Found God. Now, it's not Christian. It's not something like that. you got to really pay attention. The guy has been storytelling us as long as he's been doing it right now. He's been just sitting there and talking about, you know, the things that made him continue to do music and to realize that his disability was his ability. Um, he said it earlier. Uh, he said a lot of things earlier, a lot of deepness, and in, 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 and I appreciate that phone call. And uh, I'm, I'm about to call somebody right now because now I'm nervous of the next artist um, coming on the show on the 19th um joycey milner she's a country singer and she's very young people remember the last time we had a young uh country singer trying to make it it was an amazing thing okay but that's another here or there remember you can always follow ed roman on special ed roman on that twitter hit him up on that facebook at Ed Roman Music, hit that like page. Let them know that you heard them here on QSJ Radio. This one right here is called I Found God, only on QSJ Radio.
right beneath your shoes It's been leaving subtle clues I feel it so complete It came upon a vision I'll leave you my admission that Hey, I found God Hey, hey, hey Hey, I found God song right there was Ed Roman with I Found God. Now the next one right here, Coming My Way, is an amazing song. You gotta listen to it. We're gonna end the show today with Coming My Way by Ed Roman. I want to give a shout out to everybody who got my mans and them, Ed Roman, on the air with us. Enjoy your trip to Jamaica and I will get all his albums I'm serious people growing up issues learn to fight them learn to be the guy everybody goes to I mean I asked if he had kids and the reason is is because he was so open you would decide and you would think that maybe he does but he doesn't. But he has touched the hearts of so many kids. His students are his kids. Or uncle or whatever he is. Amazing thing. Amazing man. For a good time I've been looking every day I've been waiting for the sunshine It's been coming my way And oh It's been coming my way At a hold down, love to chew the fat with folk. I've been sipping on the moonshine, I've been telling dirty jokes, and oh, 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 it's been coming my way.
Hashtag us at QSJ Radio.